1: welcome to the no guilt mom podcast i am your host joanne crone joined here by my co-host brie tucker Well, hello hello everybody how are you so today's episode uh if you usually listen in the car with your kids or if your kids are around we suggest you put your headphones in
0: Yes, this is what I call a very special No
1: Guilt Mom podcast episode. Yes, so if the kids are around, if the littles are around, just pop in those headphones and we can get going Yeah. while you're getting it. Maybe you're having some homework struggles now too, right now. This episode is brought to you by the Drama Free Homework Checklist. If you are just so tired of the fighting and the negotiating and the procrastinating when it comes to homework, go and grab our free checklist. You can find it at noguiltmom.com/dfh/checklist. And now let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. Okay, Brie, very special episode time. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it all got started, right? By a New York Times article.
0: Yes. So yes. I read an article, and this was a couple of weeks ago, called The Primal Scream. And I would love to play the intro of the article mm-hmm. for everybody. So um, let me just say, like, Primal Scream, it's, it's just talking about how mothers are in crisis. And a lot of that has to do with what's going on in the pandemic.
1: The New York
3: Times primal scream line the floor is yours to yell
2: laugh cry or vent for a solid minute I just wanted to say I'm so sick of my god damn kids this pandemic has made me realize that maybe
1: I'm not cut out to be a mother I am doing my sixth load of laundry today Ugh. god every day I think I can't do this again But
0: then I do, I get it, I get up and I do it because that's
1: just what parents do, right? It's hard to listen to.
0: It is, It's, it's really hard to listen to, but you know what else? It's so true. It is
1: so true right now, it's so true. And maybe you know someone going through this right now, maybe you are going through this right now and you feel like you're so alone. I know, I see it in some of my friends. Yeah,
0: and it definitely does. Like, so when I was reading the article, the focus was about different moms in different situations. But there was this one particular story that really spoke to both Joanne and I, where uh, this mom is at home. Uh, She works part time. Her husband works full time. He's at home too. They have a three year old daughter who can't go to childcare because of the pandemic. So mom is taking care of the three year old, taking care of the household, working part time. And trying to do it all.
1: And it, she just feels very lonely and isolated. And I can see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard putting that pressure on ourselves to do it all because we think like we're just not handling things right. Or if only we can get organized, it'd be better. But no, no, no. This is the situation of the time right now. And if you're going through this, this is not your fault. There's nothing that you can do better. And if you're struggling, yeah, we hear you. Yeah, yeah. So like some
0: things that this mom was talking about in the article, like uh, she gets frustrated because her husband who works from home full time, they have an office and they decided that since he's the one working full time, he gets to have the office. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, he goes in his office, he shuts the door and he works all day.
1: That that would drive me bananas, yeah. like total. Because it's it's one of those things like, okay, first of all, there's like two things embedded there. There's one that like this, Underlying bias that the person who earns more money deserves more free time and almost like freedom in some respect. Right. O- almost like almost like more rights, more, more respect. More rights or and- more respect because they just earn more money. When really, I mean, like, first of all, we have a gender pay gap.
2: I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know, right? Like, not even getting started with that. It's usually gonna be the man who's earning more money because of how our society is currently. And so that just puts women at a disadvantage. And it's not about who earns more money. It shouldn't be that way in the house. It's an equal partnership where both spouses during this time or both partners, everyone needs to give their fair share. Like this is just BS. It's BS what's going on. I will say this. To have that kid, it
0: was equal participation. It was. (laughs) You needed both people. But I mean, one thing that's really interesting is that this article is certainly not the first time that there's been a a really great article written about the pandemic. And it's not the first time that it shun light onto the inequitable division of parental duties in many households, Mm -hmm. especially in America. But it even reaches further. It talks about how in American society, we do tend to place a lot of the parenting responsibilities and
1: household responsibilities on the mom. And why? Because we're the mom. It's a societal expected thing. So like if you talk to many husbands, like if you talk to my husband, he's like, I don't expect you to do that. And I mean, true, he he, I mean, in our relationship, he does not expect me to do that. However, all of the information that I get from society and talking with my friends and seeing the media advertisements on TV, guess who is more responsible for household duties? It's not men that's being marketed to you for this. It is women. Right. Yeah. Don't even get us started on that Amazon Alexa oh my gosh. episode that we did. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I mean, all of those things, they really do affect you. And they affect like what you think that you need to do to be a successful mom. And it's hard when you feel like the
0: only time that you can express your feelings is when you're hiding in a closet, screaming into a pillow or doing a load of laundry. Like I sometimes I would do a load of laundry with like heavy towels so I could go in the laundry room and cry because nobody could hear me. And it would be so much easier than trying to deal with um, the negative response I would get from my my spouse at that time if I was frustrated with something because it would always just be like, you signed on for this. You wanted to be a mom. And I'm like, I didn't sign on to be raising my children by myself and dealing it. But that was, that was pre pandemic. Yeah in this pandemic,
1: it's so much harder. It's so much harder. And like I've heard stories of uh, I know women personally who have quit their jobs, because they see it as way too hard to take care of the kids and do a job, which I would say, yeah, that's impossible to take care of kids and do a job at the same time. Right.
0: Dealing with online schooling for many, many families that it's all your thing. And just the different expectations. And then let's just even add in the extra factor that in many, many cases, our kids aren't our normal kids right now. No, your are dealing with probably, stuff Yeah, your kids are probably dealing with stuff and are acting a little different yeah. either in school or at home because
1: it has been an historic year and it's still going on. Yeah. And you know what? Many women feel joy from work. I mean, that's a normal thing. It's normal to feel joy from work. You do not have to feel joy from your kids all the time. Like
0: shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Bree here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live and Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms
1: in your podcast app that's understood explains or just click on the link in our show notes and have that be your only source no they do it's like pamela peckerman when she was on the podcast how she said i diversify my joy because you know what there's going to be some hard times with kids and if you don't have like another joy to fall back on like work those hard times are going to be even harder so like work is more than just the money work is for a lot of people it's identity like i don't know what i would be if i didn't work i tried it i tried staying home with my son and i was going bonkers like and, i couldn't take it right and from that was birthed no, no guilt mom no guilt mom yeah but it's so much identity and when women are forced to go out of their careers and just you know take care of kids there goes that identity right out the window There goes that sense of joy, that sense of purpose, that sense that you're accomplishing something because, oh my gosh, with kids, there are days, like, there are many days you don't accomplish a thing, nothing.
0: Right. You're struggling to come up with that daily gratitude at the end of the day. Like, what positive things happened? And everybody's (laughs)
1: like, oh, you should just be happy you get to spend time with your children. It's like, no, no, like a lot of the science and a lot of the research, like especially, we, I talk about self determination theory a lot. And one of the main things is autonomy. And autonomy is this feeling that you have control over your own life. Let's face it, with kids, we do not have control over our own lives. You barely have control over your own body. No, <laughs> no. When you don't have that control, you lose yourself and you become depressed and just sad and anxious and angry, really angry. Yeah. So a big point
0: of what we're talking about today is we really want to make sure that we're reaching out there and and letting you guys know like, hey, it's okay to feel like this. It is okay. And guess what else? Because a lot of us are cut off from our external supports. You know, we don't get to see our family or our friends as often. And some of you have gone a year without seeing any of your family or friends. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody has different circumstances that are surrounding them. And we're all in different communities that have different impacts. But we all have suffered some loss of our external supports, which are then going to directly affect our ability to handle All of these challenges that we're dealing with during Mm -hmm. the pandemic, but especially this one, this expectation that we're supposed to take it all, do it all. And why?
1: Because there's no other option? And make things easier for the primary breadwinner. Right. I mean, let's just say that out loud. Like that's what a lot of families are dealing with. Like the partner who has to take phone calls in the office and they shut their door and they don't have to deal with like the chaos that is outside. Or to them, that's their struggle.
0: Yeah. Oh, I have to work and deal with all these distractions I hear on the other side of the door. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about that one. Um, okay, so I I, I, oh, I, wish I had more details, but I think you guys will know when I describe it. The, the, the video clip of the guy that was doing the interview. The news interview, yeah. Yeah, and his toddler walks in behind him, and then he... Then he realizes his toddler's behind him. Then the baby comes in yeah. in, the, in the little activity stroller. And then the then I, I'm going to assume it was the wife or the mom or mm-hmm. the nanny, whomever, comes barreling in behind. I'm pretty sure it was his wife and tries to grab the kids and pull them out. And he is clearly irritated. Now, I'm not saying that that wasn't a valid situation, mm-hmm. but that mother's face broke my heart. I know. Because you could see the fear and the panic of, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. like, just what am I going to do? I can't believe this happened. So, yeah. yeah.
1: And I mean, that's the same for like, that should be the same for both partners in a scenario. Yes. It should, because actually something like that just happened to us when we were recording a podcast episode. And I'd put our, my dog, who was very hyper, very hyper at the she time. She was actually talking to us she during was talking it. <laughs> during the interview, like voicing her concerns, um, I took her down and put her in my husband's office. And he went out to like get a snack and then she came up and she like barreled in the room and like started talking and everything and we had to re-record. But I went down and I talked to him about that. I'm like, hey, I was trying to record up there. And immediately he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And that's what the reaction should be. And you know what the
0: important factor in that story that I'm hearing that Mm -hmm. I think is if there is one thing that any mom that's listening to this that's struggling or that's dealing with any of the things we're talking about Mm The one thing that Joanne just said there that has been a huge difference is communication.
1: It's communication. It's yeah. one of those things where like, if you have those strong feelings, it is okay to be vulnerable. It is okay to say like, oh my gosh, I was upset. I was stressed. I didn't know what to do in this situation to your partner without assessing blame or anything like it wasn't his fault that the dog came up. I mean, the right. dog came up on her own and he had no idea she was doing the thing she was doing up here. Right, right. And you know
0: what else? It was again, like you said, there was no blame. It There's was just, no blame. It hey, was, this is what happened. Yeah,
1: this is what happened. Like, it's really hard to record. And then he's like, oh, OK, you know.
0: Right. And because you guys practice this communication of talking to each other practice a lot a lot right it's not perfect no it's always a work in progress yeah but you guys are able to understand like he understands what you're saying and where you're coming from and you understand what he's saying and where he's coming from or at least you both respect where you're each coming from.
1: Yeah, it's a hard place to get to because a lot of I see couples like fall into the trap of holding in all their emotions and then those emotions come out regardless. And so like even like if they're around other people, they'll start blaming the other for things or saying like, oh, I can't believe they do this. And the emotions come out regardless. So it's great to talk about those and to be vulnerable and to put yourself in a place where if your partner refused you or they said like, oh, that's silly. Like you're taking the risk in that situation when you make yourself vulnerable with your feelings.
0: Right, but you're not gonna get anywhere if you don't take that first step. Yeah, Like I'm gonna throw it out there the same too. Like, okay, to make this totally not about being vulnerable, but about taking that first step that you're scared about. Like I am terrified of heights. Mm -hmm. Those people that know me, I'm awfully scared of heights. But I love doing some stuff. Like I actually love zip lining. Which is crazy, right? Because yeah. right? I like ice. So I love being on the zip line. but getting up to that zipline is scary as heck. So you have to take those steps, work through that complete fear where I feel like I'm going to throw up, I'm going to die, to get to that next point of, wow, everything just kind of melts away and it feels good. Mm-hmm. Because it is scary. It really is scary. And I think a lot of times, in many, many cases with our partners, if you let them know, like, listen, this is hard for me. I am really going to put myself out there right now and, you know, do what you want with this. But if you could not say that I'm overreacting and you could just listen to me and really hear what I'm saying, it would feel great.
1: Because like you're not alone if you feel like your partner discounts your feelings in any way. I mean, emails like we've gotten here at No Guilt Mom, Moms who tell us that their partner says that they never follow through on things and they never take care of things so that they, they don't want to do just one more thing that they won't follow through f- with and it won't work. Or um, people who say, like, my partner just yells at me and says, like, I'm doing a bad job and why aren't I more on top of things? That's happening. That's definitely happening. It is. Yeah. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't mean that you need to keep doing that.
0: Right, right. You, you deserve the same amount of respect that you give everybody else in your life. Most, you deserve
1: that. Most definitely. And if your partner is treating you that way, it's time for a change. And I know that what I've seen other friends do is if their partner won't listen to them, they then uh, suggest therapy. Right, that can really be helpful too. Therapy doesn't mean like your marriage is ending and in trouble, but it means that there is a communication breakdown and you're just going to learn the skills to communicate better.
0: And sometimes it helps having that person that's not emotionally involved Mm -hmm. in the situation to be able to help you both hear what the other person is saying Mm -hmm. and to be able to learn how to say it in a way that's not emotionally charged negatively. So in other words, not placing blame. Yeah, that's super helpful because
1: it's a skill. It's a skill not to place blame. And it's a skill about how to like tell your feelings. And if you don't feel like you're very good at it, it's not that you're innately bad. You just haven't learned that skill yet. But it can be taught. Yes.
0: I'm smiling because that's reminding me of a video that we found recently on Instagram. Glennon Doyle. Yes. Glennon Doyle was talking Love with me Abby. Glennon Doyle. And they were talking about how um, Abby mentioned that she was struggling with something in particular it reading. Is about reading a book. Mm-hmm. And there was a vocab word that she was struggling with. And Glennon's like, it's not your fault. You're not, you're not. Because like Glennon was talking about how like maybe you feel like you're not smart enough. And Abby's like, yeah. And Glennon goes, but it's not your fault. You just didn't have the skills taught to you. Mm-hmm. So let's start working on those skills. You'll build those skills. And then you're not going to have these feelings exactly. and you're going to be able to move forward. So First thing foremost, work on that
1: communication. Be vulnerable. And if you don't know where to learn the skills, like a great counselor, that's a great step to take. Um, one of like my missions in No Guilt Mom was to teach kids these skills. So if you want to teach your kids these skills and like you just put it on while your partner's in the room, like they'll pick up something as well. Like an Emotions 911 or the SIP Journal, those are where we teach kids communication skills. Right. And there's a lot. I mean, there's so
0: many things that are available virtually online. Mm-hmm. And even for free, like reading about like, again, respectful communication. There's so many books out there that you can find. And if you're like me, mm. and reading isn't always uh, something that you can accommodate time wise, so then you can do
1: audible books. Those are great too. One book I would highly recommend for this is called Difficult Conversations. It's amazing. Yeah, I think that's a great one. Fair play, though.
0: You talk about that one a lot, too. And I think that'd be very applicable in this situation. Fair play
1: is good. You got to get the buy-in, though, in fair play. Okay. Some of the things the author suggests to get buy-in, like I feel it's more being tricky in a relationship and it's not uh. going for like long-term success. So um, I wouldn't recommend it from that standpoint. It has lots of other great things, though. But you take a lot of things going forward. You can yeah. take. You can take a lot of things in that book. I just wouldn't recommend it for how you get your partner on board. And
0: honestly, like with with myself, a lot of my communication stems a lot from positive discipline. There's a lot about positive communication and mutual respect and showing trust and respect with each other. Mm -hmm. And that started with my parenting strategy but has moved over into how I handle pretty much all my relationships and it wasn't a far jump from where I was before I even knew about it but I have found that that helps a lot so again like if you're looking for buy-in like a great book you'd be like hey let's read about this positive discipline thing you know Mm -hmm. that's another another, kind of sneaky way I guess because you can bring it in from the kid's perspective yeah
1: always use it from the kid's perspective be like I see our kids are fighting a lot Let's learn about how to stop their fighting. Yes. And you you pick up stuff. You pick up stuff from I mean, I'm just reading a book right now and I'm already using it in like my relationship with my husband and my relationship with my kids. So that's how fast it can help. So it's great. Communicate. That's one thing if you're in the situation right now.
3: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back.
1: I think
0: that's a great thing. So that comes along with the communication. Like, Ask for help from your spouse or your partner. Ask for help from your kids. Even when they're really little, there are some little things that you can ask of them. Maybe it's just picking up their toys. And as they get older, it could be things like helping cook dinner, helping fold or do their own laundry. It is amazing the life skills that your children are capable of when you give them the opportunity to do them. Now, that doesn't mean that you just go, hey, it's your job to do laundry now. And you like flip flap I wash your hands of it you do have to kind of teach them Mm-hmm. guide them how to do it or else they'll push back and all of a sudden you'll be like why aren't you doing your laundry i told you to and comes out that i don't know they don't know how to do it like some people like <coughs> brie who went to college and had no idea how to do laundry
1: <laughs> i don't think i did it very well either when i went to college <laughs> oh
0: dude i didn't even know that you had to put detergent in there like oh I was, yeah, I was a special breed <laughs> thank you Glenda. shout out to Glenda, my my college roommate for teaching me so many life skills <laughs> but also like reach out to your friends and family mm-hmm. even if you can't physically see them maybe just getting to have that time to talk to them yeah is helpful
1: or like reach out to us at no guilt mom we have we have a great group called balance where a lot of women find their connections and that support it's really that support it's that support to tell you like you are not alone and i am going through this thing too that just gives you the energy to to keep on going and try something else or stay on the path because, you know, staying on this path will get you results. Right. Exactly. For sure. So ask for help.
0: And, you know, here's another big one. And I hear you say this a lot. Don't be so hard on yourself.
1: (sighs) That's something I work on every day. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We I think so many of us moms do. And then we get caught up in the day to day and we forget and then we get hard on ourselves again. So like a big thing that's going on right now. Screen time. Yes. Right. (laughs) It's okay to let your kids have some screen time if you need a moment to gain your perspective, your life, your sanity.
1: Oh my gosh, so I always say this, but the only way I started my company is because my son liked Peppa Pig. And like, I would just sit on the couch with my laptop writing and he would be beside me watching Peppa Pig. Oh, he was under two people. He had under two screen time. And he watched so much Peppa Pig that he started referring to things by their like English terms. So we went shopping at Target and it was a shopping trolley. (laughs) Oh! And when he went to put on his, uh, his swimsuit, it was his swimming costume. Oh, my gosh. So let, I mean, screen time is not inherently a bad thing. It's not. It's just like, you know, we're aware of the content and we're aware of if like they, they're they turning into screen monsters and not <laughs> communicating with other people or using those communication skills. And that's really all we need to watch out for. Right. But I mean, there's so many other things you can do, like not
0: being hard on yourself. Like I have a friend who um, she feels like because she's home, she has to do a a home cooked meal every afternoon of making lunch for herself, her kids and her husband who's working from home. And then she's also responsible for making a home cooked meal every night as well. And it's stressful. And she's trying to deal with like all these different opinions, right, too. Yeah. Of like taste and like what everybody wants. Like, no, no. No. First of all, ask for help. Everybody, like we can do a make your own lunch
1: day for sure. Make your um, own lunch every day. Oh, yes. Many if of If you those. have elementary school kids, like they can do this. Right. My kids do this
0: and then like if you're dealing with dinner like no harm no foul in ordering takeout or getting that stofer's like enchilada dinner man it mm-hmm. is fine we've had pizza for the past four nights yes <laughs> we have I, it's true my kids true know stories. that in my household like weekends are pretty much all takeout yeah because <laughs> I'm done I spent the week cooking dealing with all that and actually I, I say I spent the week cooking but in our house everybody takes a turn cooking and yeah. it has been a life changer
1: huge it's, huge help it's huge because also like we just recently did the kids cooking like maybe like six months ago we started it and now my kids like their night to cook they're like I just don't feel like cooking I'm like oh that's interesting (laughs) that you don't feel like cooking so they're seeing like more of the struggle that like I go through and my husband goes through when we cook dinner and I feel like they're more appreciative
0: I hope so. It was funny, though, too. Like the other day, your daughter came in and she was like, I don't feel like cooking. And I was getting ready to leave for the day. This Mm -hmm. conversation happened at the end of the day. And I I set off a little what I thought was funny. I was Uh like, so you don't feel like cooking. Why don't you see somebody else to take your time? Like, I don't know, maybe your brother. And he just sat there because he was in the same room and looked over with this like little sheepish, sly smile. It's like, no. And then they spent the next 45 minutes negotiating but, Yeah,
1: negotiating. Yes. So many giggles. So much fun. He he got like he they actually came to an agreement where he would cook, but then like his, his sister had to play 3 Roblox with him. Like 3 days of Roblox with him in return for him cooking. And what happened is that he couldn't cook that night anyways cuz we were missing one of his ingredients. So she had to cook anyways. <laughs> but <laughs> so it, was just still, <laughs> it was still on her.
0: It was still fun and I think it was a good point like still things that can be done. So so don't be so hard on yourself. The laundry is
1: sitting there and it like dry and clean. But in the dryer for four days, it's okay. Oh, my gosh. To make you feel better, laundry sits in our room in a clean hamper, mm, probably for four days, five days before I'm like, I can't find my socks. I need to do the laundry. But in our house, like laundry is my job. Like, that's what I do my husband uh cleans the kitchen so i am totally happy with that (laughs) trade-off but uh it's also like even though it's my job i don't do it right away and he doesn't clean the kitchen right away and it's fine
0: yeah it took a while to get to that point where you guys were both fine with it not a while like not like forever but i mean Mm -hmm. we have struggles sometimes and we just deal with it it's okay
1: it's okay you are doing the best you can Doing right? the best you can. Know that you are not alone. I hope that our conversation today has made you realize that first, you're not alone. And second, maybe you found some strategies that you are going to use or something that you are going to do right now. And if so, we would love to know. If you could shoot us a quick email, hello at noguiltmom.com and let us know like what your next steps are gonna be or what help you found from this episode, we would love it. <laughs> yes. And until next time, remember, Best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. Talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by.